Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Hope things are well as we almost turn a page to February. It's a leap year. It's great times for everybody. It was great times this weekend for the Maryland Black Bears as they come back home to uh, host a uh, exciting weekend against the New Jersey Titans. The last time the Titans will be in town this year. And of course, Saturday night was Old Bay Night's second annual Old Bay Night brought to you by uh, Route One Apparel and Old Bay, of course. Uh, but to get to there, had to get to Friday. And Friday, inauspicious start for the Black Bears uh, as the Titans took the ice. And they took it pretty quickly to start off with uh, Christopher Crummins, uh, the Latvian World Junior uh, participant. Came in quick, and he got his ninth goal of the year. Gets a pass in the slot and flicks it right over the shoulder of Colin Roan in 144, and, and Titans are already up one to nothing. And then 6:05 into the first period, Dominic Bartaco gets his 13th of the year. Another pass into the uh, slot area. He roofs it to the top corner once again. That is a two nothing goal there. Maryland kind of scrambling a little bit, trying to get their footing about him. Trying to get the uh, emotions going in the right direction. And they got that thing going right after the TV timeout or the media timeout. After the media timeout, things started to progress a little bit better offensively for Maryland. They were getting a lot more uh, clear possessions in the New Jersey zone, able to make things happen uh, quickly. And they got it done. They got at least one on the board before the end of the period. As Dimitri Kibru, that's his 12th of the year, gets his own rebound and then lost a shot over Dylan Crick, and Crick could not have an answer for that. That's Kibru's 12th of the year. Jesse Horchak getting his 17th assist. Samuel Stitz his fifth assist of the season. It's 2-1, to one. and with that goal, Dimitri Kibru also ties at Luke Mountain for all-time uh, goals for the Maryland Black Bears organization uh, with 44. So congratulations to Dimitri on that. One more, and then he has got the top of the charts for that. Maryland... Comes out quick in a second, too. Sam Stitz, uh, who has had just a great, great start to his uh, season, uh, albeit coming halfway through. Uh, he rips another wrist shot. This one gets past uh, Crick in an uh, instance. No time to react. That's fine for Stitz's third. Uh, Luca Mel, 13th assist. Kareem Al-Bashir, 20th assist. That ties the game up at two. And Maryland pretty much took it to New Jersey uh, overall in uh, this second period. And unfortunately could only get one goal out of the whole situation. But 2-2 uh, two to two going into the third period is where we sit. Then in the third period, some back and forth happening on uh, both sides of the puck. Both sides trying to get that uh, go-ahead goal, possibly with the way the game was going, uh, make it the game winner. It wasn't until late when uh, New Jersey took a, a late penalty is when Luke Janis struck again. He has been on a hot streak this second half of the season. He notches his eighth Um Great passing play all around the horn there. Uh, Janice's eighth goal of the year. Sam Stitz gets his sixth assist. And uh, newcomer David Utkin, who came over from the NCDC, gets his first point as a Black Bear on the secondary assist. Black Bears up 3-2. to two. The New Jersey pulled their goalie uh, a little bit earlier than usual. Uh, Black Bears able to uh, put the puck in deep. Luke Janice picks it up, goes around the net for a nice little wraparound. He puts it home for his ninth of the year. Uh, and uh, Sebastian Brockman getting his third assist. Riley Rue getting his second assist. Black Bears getting two points with a 4-2 victory over New Jersey. Colin Ronan with 28 saves in the victory 
as the Black Bears start off the week and right. And that's a good uh, motivator to have, especially when you're going into the hype of Old Bay Night for the Maryland Black Bears getting their Old Bay jerseys out there. Uh, by the time you hear this, auction is done. Thanks for everybody who participated in that. It's going to go to the Maryland Food Bank, so it should make a nice little uh, nice little contribution for that uh, program. And the crowd was jumping. It was a packed house at Piney Orchard. Nary a seat to be had, uh, which is something you want to do in a specialty event like that. And Maryland got off to a pretty good start, too. They were able to uh, get the jump on, some, uh, on the Titans a little bit, try to create some momentum, but unfortunately unable to uh, find behind Zach Bryce just yet. Uh, Black Bears uh, did go down by one in the early going with uh, Christopher Crummins again potting home his 10th of the year. Really weird play just in front, kind of a broken play off a uh, end of a penalty for the Black Bears and a scramble in front just squeaked under Owen Leapak's pads, uh, but Leapak would have the last laugh in the grand scheme of things. Uh, overall, he made uh, Lee Pack made some great saves in the first period too. After that goal, didn't let that affect him. He was able to see the puck very well in that. But Maryland down one nothing after the first frame, and then penalties kind of boiled up from the end of the first period and leaking over into the second period as the Black Bears down five on three. And just after the five on three had expired, Dominic Barteco gets his 14th of the year on a one timer, and the Black Bears down two to nothing. A familiar predicament as they were a night earlier but this time the second period was really the big big firing point after that for Maryland only 44 seconds after Barteco makes it uh, two to nothing uh, David Utkin decides to show off why uh, the Black Bears uh, thought very highly to bring him over from the NCDC picks up his own rebound off a block shot and just lasers it home past the uh, blocker of Bryce for his first as a Black Bear first in the NAHL uh, Jeremy Tremblay with his eighth assist, Luke Janice his fifteenth assist. Black Bears to cut it to within one, but Tremblay, who had been on a little bit of a cold spell just recently, uh, he makes up for two oh eight later with his sixteenth of the year, finding a puck, flicking it over through a mass of humanity in front. He gets his sixteenth. David Utkin another assist, his second. Riley Ruse third assist. Black Bears tie the game up, and then hey, wouldn't you know it again? With uh, only 5.54 in, Utkin again, knocking this one out of midair, getting his stick blade down to get his second of the game and of the year. Jeremy Tremblay's ninth assist, Riley Ruse's fourth assist. Black Bears, in a matter of three minutes and uh, 47 seconds, get the lead over New Jersey. And while the Black Bears continue to push, unfortunately pushed a little too hard to the sun, just an unfortunate uh Clearing uh, or mishap as New Jersey was trying to clear it. Next thing you know, they go the other way. Jack Hillier was on the uh, 2-1-0 with uh, Kai Elke, and Hillier gets his seventh of the year to tie the game up with under five minutes remaining in the second. So both these squads go into the locker room tied up at three after the second intermission, almost mirroring what happened on Friday night. And what happened on Friday night? Happened on Saturday night as well. The Black Bears come out quick in this one. Luke Janis, once again, wouldn't you know it, he gets himself his 10th of the year. Almost a broken play, bounces it off uh, one of the New Jersey Titans' shin pads and into the net, but it's good for his 10th of the year. Evan Sofakitis with his 19th assist. Ryder Neenhaus with his uh, uh, 10th assist of the season. Black Bears up 4-3. to three. Then at the middle of the frame, Black Bears... Really seeing New Jersey unravel. New Jersey having uh, five back-to-back penalties 
And uh, they capitalize on it. Janice, again, his 11th of the year from Utkin. His third assist, Jesse Horacek gets in there. His 18th assist of the year. Black Bears up 5-3. to three. And then Riley Rue from the side uh, a minute and nine seconds later. A great pass by Ben Talsher. And uh, Riley Rue makes no doubt about it for his 7th of the year. Talsher, his 10th assist. Mike Ergo with his 10th assist. Black Bears fight it out. And uh, Owen Lee Pack seeing everything he uh, was thrown at him in those last period. Faced a, a decent amount of shots there. He makes uh, 22 stops in the victory. Black Bears sweep the weekend over the Titans uh, by a score of 6-3. to three. Big night for Utkin. Big night for and big weekend for Janice as well. But uh, Utkin getting the Star of the Week honors with two goals and three assists on the weekend in his first two games in the NAHL over from the NCDC. So a big showing for him. Black Bears right now, they are looking uh, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good as they still sit first in the East Division. They have won five straight and have won nine of their last ten. They are four points up on the main Nordiques, who uh, dropped two this weekend, won in overtime, and then won straight up. Uh, they are at 59 points. Black Bears at 63 at 29, 7, and 5. Uh, beyond that, Rochester Junior Americans at 47 points in third. Johnstown Tomahawks 46 in fourth. Uh, Northeast Generals, who come in this weekend to... Piney Orchard, they are fifth with 42 points. New Jersey, it's sixth in 40 points. And then you have New Hampshire, Philadelphia, and Danbury riding it out. And speaking of the Northeast Generals, the only time they're going to be down in Maryland this year, the uh, the schedule being what it is, that's how, how the cookie crumbles as it has. Black Bears split a weekend up there, um, and uh, they kind of were a catalyst on what has happened a little bit for Northeast. They have lost their last five games, and uh, it's something that uh, they're going to have to see what they can do and, and see how they can figure it out against the Maryland team, who is on the other side of that, winning their last five. So uh, the Black Bears going to have to be cautious, of course. I mean, granted, you have teams, you know, drop and skid the way that the that Northeast has had, but again, it could be what, you know, trap games, as the kids like to call them. Uh, nothing... Nothing is uh, done on paper. It's done by little tiny players in our in our TV screens or, or in person like that. So it's cautiously uh, a situation where you can see where Northeast is kind of floundering a bit. But at the same time, you want to be able to uh, put the gas pedal down and make sure things are going in, in the right direction for you overall. And yeah, Maryland was the start of that five-game losing streak back a couple weeks when uh, they beat them 3-1. to one. On a big, that was the big night for Tyler Stern, who got two goals in that one. So we will see what Northeast brings. Uh, so and the only uh, the only other matchup. So this is the last time in the regular season the Black Bears will face Northeast, and then until uh, yeah, until we see them possibly in the playoffs. Who knows? There is a tender signing for the Maryland Black Bears. It uh, was announced as Logan Hughes of Team Maryland's uh, 18U AAA uh, Foundation has signed a tender deal. For the Maryland Black Bears, he's a 17-year-old, going to be 18 in March. 6-1 goalie catches well, on his regular side, left side, as the kids like to say. Uh, currently, right now, 23-14-0 with Team Maryland across three uh, three leagues. So, a pretty solid standing for him. Uh, coming out of the uh, Green Bay Junior Gamblers system for a few years. Uh, he's also from Fond du Lac. Wisconsin. So welcome to Logan on that. 
Don't know if we'll see him this year. Highly doubt that um, as he finishes up. You never know. You never know. He could pull some backup duty just to get experience. And like we heard last week from Coach Clint Millimock that the, the T, uh, TM players do get a chance to skate with the uh, Black Bears, so it's not as if uh, they're going to be completely uh, thrown into action beforehand. So they're getting a little taste of it now, a little bit of a palate, palate teaser before they go full bore later on. But to have a goalie under tender, pretty solid for the future ahead. It's interview time. It's interview time. And as we always do, uh, we kick it off with Coach's Corner. Clint Millock joining us. He is the head coach of the Maryland Black Bears. You should hopefully know that by now. Uh, talks about the weekend as per usual. We talk about the play of uh, Luke Janis as well as the acquisition of David Utkin. And, uh, yeah, good stuff here. So here is uh, me and the coach. Head coach Clint Millamock here joins us. And, Coach, a uh, big weekend, another sweep for you guys, but didn't come without adversity. You guys go down 0-2 uh, early, but what was the message to make sure that these guys came back? Uh, Just cl- probably, I don't know, just – Thank God there's 40 minutes left. I mean, that's the good news. We still have time. And, and um, I thought just discipline, too. Like, our, our, our penalties weren't great, I thought, by, by um, our team in both games. Um, our job is to figure out, how the, figure out how the game's going to be called. And I thought we were slow to learn both games. And then um, just, I don't know, a little sloppy. But, I mean, you play a team with good sticks and you fall asleep for a second like it's in the back of the net. And they've got some good sticks. And they're on basic, like, defensive structural things of even how to come back to our end. It's usually through the middle, not the walls, and without the middle wide open. And and, and I thought what we got better at as both games went on was our transition. I thought our transition was really slow and, and, and sloppy. Uh, in the first period of both games, and it cost us. And that's why we, we worked on it during the week, and we work work on it this week. Like your touches, your touches had to be clean, crisp, flat pucks. We can't play with rolling pucks. They can't play fast. The pucks are in our in our feet. So I thought we weren't very good in our transition game from our our goalie to our defense to our forwards as as a group. We weren't communicating well and cost us. And then we got stronger as the games went on, which is the good the good uh, part of it. Now, the first period hasn't been too kind to you guys in terms of goal differential. I think it's only a plus three or four goal differential on that. What's the key to get quicker starts for these guys? Is it just Actually, our, simplifying it? No, our first period goal differential, I think, is way above that. I oh. have to double check. For, for, for each period, I think our third is our strongest. Our first is our, is our best somehow. Um, and then our second period is, is probably the, like our, our lowest goal differential. Usually teams at the start of the year especially were – probably playing catch up, um, which usually means your second period is a little tougher. But um, our goal differential has been pretty good. But our first periods lately um, have been a little slow. Uh, and that's just something we do talk about. And sometimes, honestly, you just say, hey, our first periods are not very good. Mm-hmm. And we have to be better. And then, and then they they seem to, to adapt and buy in and, and make it a point of emphasis to change. And, and um, that's the fun part about coaching this group. They're Easy to coach and, and um, fun to work with and and um, are, are hard to play against. Another guy, uh, another great weekend for Luke Janis. We talked about him pre- previous in the past. He's figuring it out, uh, big goals this weekend. Uh, how have you like his progression so far? As it keeps, just keep progressing, honestly. Yeah, I think, I think you see, you always see it in practice. I mean, you talk about how important practices are. You can see the rhythm guys get into, and you can see like the confidence and. 
and their scoring. And that's something we have noticed with him and also identified with him, you know, before Christmas break and all that. And, and you can see his confidence starting to come. He's a really athletic individual. He just is. He's not filled out yet to where he's going to be. So it's going to be scary of what he can become, like physically and also with his confidence. But um, he's definitely an athlete. You can see he's a Division One athlete, how, we, how he moves. And, and his, his, his consistency, like a lot of these young guys, has to get better. Uh, but he's showing his ability ability to be a bit consistent now. And and um, you can see his confidence growing. And, and he's a dangerous player. He's a talk about good sticks. Like he can score from top of the circles. He can score in a one-time where he can tip pucks. And takes uh, take pucks to the house and and, and make quick plays, um, so it's impressive. The, the different, I guess, the different ways that he can score. David Oking comes into the lineup. Uh, you guys signed him last week, and boy, he make a big impact. Two goals, three assists. Uh, talk about, I guess, being able to find him, and then what he uh, what you saw of him. It seemed like first game took him a little bit to get the flow of the game, and then the second game he was just off to the races. Yeah, and that's what good players do. They kind of like assess the situation, and you see his brain like how it works and. And a good player can can always figure out um, once or once they figure out the pace, uh, everything 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 will happen. And he's very smart. Uh, the, the advantage he has over over a lot of players is his vision. But he has good vision because when he has a puck on a stick, his eyes are always up, and he's a step ahead. We call it playing chess, not checkers. He's he knows like where all the pieces are and where to put pucks and area plays. Uh, he's a step ahead mentally, uh, offensively. Um, he's got things to work on away from the puck, like a lot of young guys do. Uh, but you can't teach what he has. Like, you can teach guys and show them, but under pressure, can they make things happen? And and he's fun to watch. Like he, he's 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 different than 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 a lot of guys offensively, and and it's fun to see. And and yeah, the first game, you know, we kind of pulled the reins in a bit. We want to give him a little bit of a, of a of a taste of it. And then when it's four two, like he doesn't see the ice maybe late in the third much, and and that's more to protect him to make sure he's not out there still figuring out things. And then the second game, I thought Riley Rue and, and um, Jeremy Tremblay were very good as well. Um, so, so maybe that's a little chemistry where they seem to be a good fit for that game. And, and their job is to figure out how to now how to work together and, and keep it consistent because you've got scoring, speed, uh, passing. There's a lot in, in size on that line. And Dave is a big player too. And and I like the fact that he scored two goals like going to the house. And, and his, his hands are pretty nasty. And yeah, Northeast this weekend, last time you see them, uh, you know, you see them early and now they're gone again. Uh, you, <sighs> how do you uh, get these uh, four points here uh, before we go into a uh, off weekend? Uh, it's some of the same stuff. you hard to play against. Like our transition game has to be cleaner. It's got to be better, better possession in the offensive zone, like more extended zone time. Um, not just going in and shooting a puck, then coming back out, chasing it. It like possess the puck a bit. Um you know, they're another team, once again, if, if if you aren't good with the puck, they're three deep in your end in, in a hurry and then maybe four with one of their defensemen. So they like to get, get up ice in a hurry. They capitalize on bad puck puck plays, and and that's how we got caught against them at Northeast. I thought we played pretty decent there, and, and we just couldn't score. That's why David's here, <laughs> why we decided to bring him in, because we like to get our power play going a bit more, which I think he helps. Or special teams has to be good, discipline has to be good, but like a lot of teams we play, you, you have to have good possession and and not just give them free pucks, easy pucks, right? You want them to have, they want the puck, go earn it, and not just like, oh, we tossed it through the middle and lost it. And and that's always the goal for, for a good team, and that's something we strive for every week, and 
So and sometimes you're better than 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 others, but it's something we do talk about a lot. Like let's be good with the puck. Head coach Clint Millock. Should have been the coach and I, but you know what can you do? Uh, next up, we got Ryder Neenhouse, uh, who uh, has had a heck of a season coming in uh, from the Mercer Chiefs. A nice little pipeline acquisition for the Black Bears. Talk about. Uh, this past weekend, we'll talk about uh, his lineage in NCAA hockey uh, from his family lines and also what he expects out of the Top Prospects Tournament. Ryder Neenhaus joins us for the Maryland Black Bears. And Ryder, a big weekend for you guys, big sweep, but you guys had to pull out of a 2-0 deficit in each of those games. What was being said on the bench during that time? Uh, I think just um, everyone has to uh, just do the same stuff. You know, don't change our game. You know, we've been winning a lot, so... There's really nothing we had to change. Just, I guess, play a little bit more physical and uh, focus on the defensive zone first. And then once we got the first one, we just we just kept buzzing. And like most of the season, the, the rink out here has been pretty sold out. Did that guy energize you guys a bit even when you guys were down? For sure, yeah. I, I noticed that um, when I'm, we play at home, it's, uh, the energy is a lot better on the bench. You know, the guys are saying, oh, like, do it for the fans. Like, everyone's cheering after every hit, every block shot. So... Definitely a lot of energy coming from the crowd. Helps out a lot. How's your uh, experience been in the NA? You played last year with Mercer in the NCDC. How has the transition been from that flow of game to this one? Uh, it's definitely a different style of game. It's um, it's it's been pretty tough. I mean, defensively, it's uh, it's a lot harder. Like it's a lot harder to score as well. But uh, it's uh, it's it's coming along definitely. Yeah. Now, you did get picked for the Top Prospects Tournament out in Pittsburgh. Congratulations on that. Um, what's the biggest thing you want to achieve out of that tournament? Uh, just definitely get some eyes on me. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of looks there. So I think just, you know, I just got to play my game. And, you know, I'm hoping to uh, catch some people's eyes and, you know, just experience playing with some other some other guys. So, yeah. Uh, now, you're starting a guy, uh, but you also have connections to the NCAA, your dad, your brother playing in that area did they kind of push you towards the college route or did you kind of find that way around? Yeah, absolutely I think uh, as a kid I'm from Sarnia so like everyone wanted to play for the Sarnia Sting in the mm-hmm. OHL but once I figured out like you can play four more years uh, like really good hockey and like my brother did that my dad did that so they definitely you know directed me in that route so that's why I came to the states and before you get to Pittsburgh, you got to play Northeast this weekend. Guys played them earlier uh, in January. Now you uh, face the home side of things. What's the biggest thing? To make sure you guys get four points out of this one. I think just play the exact same game. You know, we're, we're getting better every weekend. So I think just don't change anything. Play the same way. Come out hard. And I think we'll be fine. Ryder Neenhouse, the Maryland Black Bears. Thank you. Cal Houston up next. And uh, Cal has had a, a decent season. Uh, seeing uh, plenty of time. On the ice for the Black Bears, we'll talk about uh, you know his foray into uh, and the freedom that the Black Bears uh, defense can get in terms of jumping up into the offense and, and creating some of the plays and uh, mucking it up a lot too on the forecheck as well as his call up to the Youngstown Phantoms uh, a few weeks back. Cal Houston of the Maryland Black Bears joining me right now. And Cal, big weekend for you guys. A big sweep, keeping the uh, the winning vibes alive. Can you talk a little bit about this weekend? Oh, yeah, of course. We wanted to continue to build um, off the second half. We've been hot, and we just want to continue to uh, build on that and uh, keep the energy high and just uh, really work as a team, which I thought we did a great job of this weekend and um, led us to success. Didn't seem like you guys got down too much. You guys went down 0-2 both, uh, in both the games, but it seemed like you guys kept uh, the energy alive 
set off the crowd? How much does it help to play at home and being in that situation when you're down? Well, yeah, of course, that's big. I mean, um, in all situations, like when the goalie makes a big save or um, big hit or we get a good look on that, um, it's always good to hear the crowd going. That really, like, keeps us locked in and things like that. seems like the, off- or the defense has been given a lot more offensive freedom in terms of being able to go up ice and join the rush and stuff like that. For you, how does that feel in terms of being able to join the rush but also having to be responsible coming back? Yeah, you know, I love that a lot because I think that's like a big facet of my game is when the puck's on my stick and um, the coaches trust me and allow me to do uh, the things I like to do in the ozone. So I think that, um, like as you said, it's we've contributed a lot more, which uh, leads to team success. Now you also had some personal success. You got called up to the Youngstown Phantoms. Your home area in, in Youngstown, Ohio. How was that experience for you when, from when you got the call to when you actually got there and played? Oh, uh, you know, it was great. You know, like it's kind of the process through Maryland, uh, then to Youngstown. So it was great to see that uh, work out. And um, yeah, I had a great time. Of course, Clinton, Ross, and Sanlo kept uh, in touch along the way, which I'm super appreciative of. And yeah, it was great. Now, this weekend, you guys take on Northeast. You haven't personally seen them uh, so far. Uh, there's been a scouting report, I'm sure, of them. What has been the message this week in practice to make sure you guys can gather four points? Um, biggest thing is, is they're a similar team to Maine, like where they have a lot of speed. So just keeping guys in front of us on the back end and smart with our changes and uh, good puck plays. And I'm sure we'll be good to go. Cal Houston and the Maryland Black Bears. And finally, we are joined by David Utkin, the uh, newest member of the Maryland Black Bears, the uh, uh, product of Russia coming from the NCDC. Uh, get some help from Team Maryland's uh, forward, uh, Vadim Froloff, who, uh, uh, thanks to him in uh, helping uh, helping with all this, uh, obviously the language barrier, a big thing uh, for some of these players who come over and play in the NAHL. Uh, but uh, Vadim was here to help out a whole heck of a lot and uh, put David at ease, put me at ease in terms of not trying to translate and trying to make sure we get the most and the best for you guys out there so you can hear the first star of the week of the NAHL's East Division talk about coming into Maryland, talk about you know what uh, the difference is between Russian hockey and uh, North American hockey and uh, all the other fun stuff that comes with it. Here with Maryland Black Bears forward David Utkin and Team Maryland uh, forward Vadim Froloff. And uh, David, a good weekend for you. Two goals, three assists. How did it feel to be out there? First game was uh, pretty hard for him. Yeah, first game was pretty hard. It's more physical, um, faster. Well, yeah, faster. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Second game, he felt better, like more like a team, like you know, team player. Partners helped him. Thanks so he's saying his teammates were helping him in the second game. He played like a power play, and they helped him to score. So, how did how did it feel to come from where you were in the NCDC to the NAHL? How big of a shift was it for you in terms of learning like the different speed and and the physicality of the game? More physical, faster, and harder to play here. Uh, is that the same kind of feeling coming over from Russia 
and kind of for both of you, from the Russian game to the North American game? I think it's less time to think here and uh, the ice, like the ring is smaller. Like in Russia, it's like bigger, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it, but uh, game is quicker, more physical, yeah. So you have to think a little bit faster yeah. and on your yeah. feet a little bit more. You uh, always have to keep your head up. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, David, you had Star of the Week honors for your performance. How does it feel so early to be contributing as much as you have been? He's so happy. <laughs> Very happy. <laughs> uh, how, does it, how did it feel to play in front of the crowd, the Maryland crowd, this past weekend? We had a big weekend, of course, with the big old Bay night, but to have the, sell, the sellout crowd there, does that make you feel good as well, to feel energized for the game? He's saying a lot of fans, it's so like nice to play here. He enjoyed uh, What's What's the message been for the practices this week, going into the games this weekend, to make sure you get two wins? Yeah. <laughs> so like, what has the message been from the coaching staff to the team? To, uh, to get the two wins to make sure that you So, play your game, like enjoy playing hockey and do the, what, do, do the things what, what coach says. David Ukin and Vadim Frolov. So thanks to uh, Coach Clint, Ryder, Cal, uh, David, uh, Vadim for their time, as well as Jess and Chris of the Black Bears for helping set this up, as always and forever. Um, So, uh, yeah, good times. And off next week, so we won't have any interviews next week that I know of, uh, unless something really big happens. And, uh, yeah, we will go on from there. A little look at some alumni for the Maryland Black Bears. We'll start off with Bradley Jenyon, who is in the SPHL, playing for the Macon Mayhem. Uh, had a nice little streak going uh, a few weeks back. Had a uh, four four assists in three games, a three-game assist streak overall. Um, so uh, that got broke recently. I think they had off last weekend in Macon. But overall, one goal, eight assists for nine points in 28 games for Jenyon and uh, 73 penalty minutes. So take that for what is it what it is for the big 6-5 defenseman out of Great Britain. Max Borst who was on the uh, first and second year team for the Black Bears, he is out at uh, St. John's University in Division 3, 3 goals and 10 points in 21 games so far in his uh, final season with uh, St. John's. See where he can move on from there, the former Adina High uh, graduate. So uh, we will have to track him as he goes further and further into his career. Jude Curtis, who uh, played for the Black Bears during that big playoff run back in uh, 21, as well as uh, in 2019-2020 uh, as well. Eight goals, 12 assists for 20 points for UMass Boston. A big second season for him. Only gotten one game last season, and now really tearing it up there in his second season at UMass Boston. Aiden McDowell, who is uh, skating for Stevenson University, and they are having a great year, is Stevenson. And uh, McDowell doing his dang thing over there as well. Two goals, six assists for eight points in 18 games so far. 
And uh, keeping the penalty minutes down, keeping the defensive side strong is McDowell in his second season with the Mustangs. And last but not least, Gabriel Wessling, who has moved up to Nanaimo in the BCHL. Uh, he has got five goals and five assists in uh, ten uh, for ten points in 19 games this season. Had a little bit of a, uh, a drought there for a bit. Got back onto it. He had a goal on Friday night uh, against the Powell River Kings for that. So he'll be moving on to St. Lawrence next season. So it'll be interesting to see how the big, uh, the big Swedish forward deals with that transition there. I'm sure he'll dan- do damn well. Damn well over there. St. Lawrence uh, becoming a bit of a uh, yeah, kind of a, I guess, a feeder system. A little bit. A couple of Maryland Black Bears alum are in the St. Lawrence uh, situation with Anthony Monica being one as well as Luke Salem. So a little bit of a, uh, a, a, a grounds there for Black Bears alumni. That's it. That's all. We've done it again. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, thank you again for joining. It was uh, great to kind of review this with you. Great to be with you. Good times. Hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, again, Piney Orchard will be the place to be this weekend. The Northeast Generals, their only trip to town. Friday night, Saturday night, 7.30 start time. On that, if you can't make it to the arena for one reason or another, NAHL TV has got your hookup. You can go listen to Alex Utano, uh, who uh, gives a great call of the game. You can go there, listen to him. The sultry sounds of Alex Otano right there on the board with you. Uh, if you're around the rink, hey, come up and say, hey, what's up? Don't punch me in the face. It's just a game. Um, that's it. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. At Defending Den MBB is the Twitter handle. ClutchingCrabHockey.com is the website. You guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you at the rink and we'll review it next week because that's how things go. Until we talk again, peace.